morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to This Week in Caribbean Art and Culture. I'm Lissa Hunter-Davis, founder of Sugarcane Magazine. And of course, I am always joined by the best hostesses in the entire world, starting off with Susie today. Good morning, everybody. Suzanne Fredericks here from Susie Wong Presents in Jamaica. And Maria. Hi, Maria Ortiz, writer and curator. All right, so we have a really exciting show. So let's a little bit of background. So a few weeks ago, I get this email from um, a young woman who says, hey, we have these great shows happening at ICA Miami. And I was like, okay, tell me what's going on. Who do we have? And then when she sent the list over, I passed it over to, to Susie and Maria. And Susie was like, wait, what? I'm going to see him in a few weeks. And we were like, boom, this is what's going to happen. So I'm going to let Susie introduce our amazing guests. Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Um, well, we have two guests with us today, Jean and Denzel. So I will do Jean first, I think. Um, so Jean is a well, Colombian originally, right, Jean? Um, half Colombian. Half Colombian, yeah. lives and works in Miami. Um, <clears throat> Gene Moreno, currently curator of programs at ICA Miami, where he established and runs the Art and Research Center. Um, he was on the advisory committee for the 2017 Whitney Biennial and serves on the editorial and advisory committees of several publications and foundation. Um, he's the founder and current co-director of Name Publications, a press dedicated to art and design theory. Um, welcome, Jean. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Um, and Denzel, who's sitting, <laughs> who's sitting right next to me, currently in Jamaica for a project. <clears throat> Denzel is one of the preeminent British Caribbean painters of the last few decades in the UK. He's become increasingly important, an important influence on generations of younger artists. Born in Grenada um, and arriving in London at the age of 11, he came of age alongside the rooting and growing presence of Rastafarian culture in England of the late 1960s and 70s. <clears throat> um, Denzel is currently represented by Stephen Friedman in London, has a retrospective um, in Kansas at the National Museum, is scheduled to have um, open uh, an exhibition at the ICA in Miami with Gene Curating, and Stephen Friedman are having a solo exhibition. New paintings. New works. Yeah. So all very exciting, all kind of colliding happily for Denzel today. <clears throat> so hand over to you, Melissa. Yes. So first of all, Denzel, I heard that you had a good time this weekend. We certainly <laughs> did. We went to about five five different clubs and it, yeah, it was really great in Kingston. So uh, I've got my lots of drawings um, to make new paintings from, what about probably about 50, 60 new, new studies. And the drawings are the most important thing to drive the energy of the painting. I love that. I am a lot younger and just the idea of five clubs just makes my head explode. I wasn't even a clubber when I was a kid. <laughs> Let me tell you something, these guys, <coughs> I'm younger too, but they are out every night at 12.30. They come back at four or five o'clock. Denzel, I've been only one night, but Denzel is there like, Fully focused, really into it. I mean, I, I, you really love it, don't you? Oh, no, no. It's it's the thing I come to Kingston for because the clubs are so amazing here. Well, Denzel uh, said clubs, right? We call them dances Dance here. halls. Dance yeah, halls. Yeah, it's a dance <laughs> hall. 
And the, and the, the stuff that they do now, it's so exciting, all the different movement and dances that happens. Yeah. So it's 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 an exciting, and I have to come to get, to be with the, you know, the dancers and people to get that feeling of energy to infuse the work again. To give the listeners a kind of idea of people who know that scene, it <clears throat> it's like Wet Sundays, Uptown Mondays, Side Chick Tuesdays. Yeah, this is these are the names. And he might, you know, they do do multiple in a night, but these are like the 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 mainstream ones. Weddy Weddy on a on a Wednesday, obviously. And Thursday, where did he go? Whopping Thursday. I can't remember the day. And, was the and then Saturday night we went to a, a 90s like retro, yeah. which didn't have the dances that Denzel really wanted. It was a much more mellow crowd, but yeah. um still good. No, was no, there no. one that like beat them all? Like what was it your favorite? Uh <laughs> I'm terrible. I haven't got the names of them. He, he would say day number three. <laughs> two and three. Day two, two and, and three. three. So that it's is mainly the, the so Uptown Mondays and Side Chick Tuesday. Yeah. So the, the younger generation where their dance is incredible and they, <clears throat> they have got lots of big groups of people dancing and someone might suddenly put a hand up and next thing everyone has put a hand up and the sequence, they do lots of, you know, choreography. choreography together, things like that. And then then, then again, there's the individual two or three people dancing on the side. But um, it's, it's very energetic and very, the choreography stuff is happening throughout the whole dance hall. Yeah. yeah so, I was so, very impressed by how prolific, like, you know, you were making so much, so many drawings and like, I was like, wow, that's like, that's impressive. <laughs> Well, the idea is to, to draw what the people are doing. So when you start the drawing, you shouldn't stop. So you must continue. If they stop, obviously, you might stop. But, you know, you don't want to think. You just want to be and feel that you are doing what they are doing. And this is why the drawing are done so quick, because it's tr you're trying to do it to the length of a, a dance the length of a record. Sometimes I extend it, obviously, but that's the main objective. Hmm. I love so that's it. Why I have, that's why I can do like 20 or 30 drawings a night. I mean, in the past, in the 80s, I used to do it a lot more because I was in my 20s and 30s. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I was a lot more energetic. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm a little bit slower, yeah, which is natural. I'm, I'm 67. <laughs> so. I think I think it's a, an important note to um, think about how Denzel does his composition of work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, several drawings will work into the same painting, really in process, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> let's say... Um, I might concentrate on a group of dancers and, you know, they'll be doing different movements. And so when I come, I'll take, take about four or five of those drawings and I'll look at the whole layout of the club. And I, I might repeat them. I might repeat a figure in the same, a similar position on either side of the painting. So they might appear two or three, the same dancers might appear two or three times in a painting. For instance, the dub, the dub club, which I came to last year, there was an amazing dancer in a, in a, a white jacket and massive roster down to his bottom. Um, I drew, he was like a, um, a, a, a band leader. Um, and when he started, the whole crowd went with him. Um, 
and I used him about four or five times because his movement and stuff was so good. So he'll energize a painting I'm doing according to where, where he's located <clears throat> in the painting. Yeah. And he's, he's passed away, I've heard, so that was a bit um, sad. But because I, I think these dancers, they are amazing because, I mean, I've been painting for 40 years. And I think their, their, their sort of life is going to nightclubs and doing stuff, probably it's about 10 years or something, but they bring lots of creative creativity and energy. And when we think of what dance is as an, I mean, it's the first art form, creative form we did as, you know, from prehistory, pre it's the first creative thing we did around the fire and stuff like that. And when you go to these nightclubs, you can feel and see that, that ancient, movement and action which we've been doing for like you know as long as we've been on this planet yeah. and, and people are very creative about it they you know it's something that they come and it's their their creative bit of their life and it's amazing to be there no i'm not capturing it but i'm putting that feeling down on the paper mm -hmm. and when i take it back to the studio it infused me and get me excited to bring it out on a big canvas yeah. I love it. Yeah, what I would say though, like just hearing Denzel talk, uh, it almost sounds like it's a natural translation from the drawings to the paintings. And I think that's that's not quite right. I think there's all these mediating layers, right? So, um, you know, there's the, he keys up the colors. He uses like these weird perspectives. There's a, a, a painting called Carnival Dub that is this perspective that is so strange. It's kind of elongated, like it's, Three quarter height. So from the drawings, so it's it. So I think what seems like an organic line is actually mm -hmm. a, a set of complex steps with mm -hmm. all kinds of mediating decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so he keys up the colors. He uses perspective. Scale matters, right? Those early paintings are like twelve feet across. Mm -hmm. So so it's you know it's 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 a complicated like it's a complicated dance, right? Yeah. It's not this simple organic line. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a beautiful thing about having an art education. You can mess around with perspective. And that's the thing when you're in a nightclub, you'll be looking in different positions and seeing different, different things, <laughs> different things happening. And you cannot take it all in. You can only take a small section in. But when it comes to making the painting, obviously you can distort the space. You can make things big, you can make things small, because you have to um, you have to make it exciting for yourself as well as for the viewer as well. And the painting that you were talking about, Gene, Carnival Dub, that was the first painting I did in 1983 when I was on the Rome Fellowship. And is uh, one of the first paintings where I tried to bring Carnival into the dance hall, the dub, the dub scene. And, um, <laughs> and a lot of a lot of the drawings, half the drawings I did at the nightclubs, because there was a guy in the middle of the painting, you can see him from the back. And that used to be called the monkey dance. I think it was influenced by the martial arts in the 70s. And I used to go to these clubs where people were literally dancing like, oh, you know, almost unfold on the foot and the arms and the floor. And I used to love it. And I think they call it the monkey dance, from what I, from what I remember. So that was in the center, looking from an aerial view. And then there is figures that are more sort of normal perspective. 
but I was trying to get it the sense of a steel van again. When you look at a steel van, that circular shape with all the circles and stuff. So, so I mean, when you're making a painting, you can do so much, but you've got to have the main vehicle, which is the, 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 the dance hall, dub clubs, and the people who energize you to do it, um, which, help, which, which helps a lot, yeah. So the energy so, is coming from these places I go to. And the thing is, is having a good language, you know, drawing, drawing skills. Drawing skills frees you up to break, mash up the surface. Do just like Lee Scratch Perry doing a piece. I mean, Lee Scratch Perry, he was amazing at distortion and sound making. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the best records are like, apparently Lee Scratch Perry is the guy in the back messing up the sound. <laughs> so, you know, and that's what painting is about. Yeah. So now you're in Jamaica, um, going to all these clubs. I was curious when you make the painting Carnival Dub, which where was the club that you uh, got the inspiration from? Oh, Notting Hill Carnival. I used to go to Notting Hill Carnival. See, when you make a painting, it's part of your life. I used to go to Carnival in the West Indies when I was a young kid, and it was pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a young kid, you know, and you see all these people. I mean, the Juju, for instance, all in black tar. And then the shockneys with the mask, with the strainer mask, and they, they'll be jumping around and flicking powder in the air, but they're so colorful and they wear stockings with... So you look at, you're not painting just one bit of your life, you're painting your whole... So Carnival Dub, I brought everything in. And I was in Rome, of course. I was surrounded by oh, Renaissance, you know, Michelangelo, the Sistine Chapel, Caravaggio just down the road. And so, all these things was a help to, um, you know, go and charge that canvas up. But I'm not, so I'm painting Notting Hill Carnival, which I used to go to, the history of Carnival in the West Indies when I was a kid. And then, of course, in the 80s, those young guys used to come up with a massive big speaker on the street. They were allowed to bring massive big speakers on the street and an amplifier and just blow the place up. You know, they, they can't do it now. <laughs> but that was about five or six years when six um, song systems were allowed to join the carnival and come out on the street. So it was a clash between the traditional carnival, the Stilvan and whatever, and this bloody electric song system. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what carnival is about. It's a mashup of everything. The dub, the traditional West Indian carnival, and of course the colors. You, um, color comes from within you. We all have a sense of color, whether we like it or not. But if we don't do it, if we don't do painting or do creativity, it doesn't come out. You know, it's just left within. So I've, I've, I'm lucky. I've been given the thing to make paintings. So the nightclubs I go to, most of them are very dark, extremely dark, particularly in the 80s and 70s. They were in basements. You could hardly see any color, but the people came all dressed up, you know, particularly the Rastafarian people with big headgears and stuff, whatever. Very colorful. I mean, there was a guy who used to come dressed in an African red ro robe as like a king or a prince from Africa. And you see these people and you think, God, yeah, look, it's really strong colors. But of course, it's very dark. So what do I do, I just, you know, I keep it like bright and I like bright colors. I do not like well, I was living in a very dark country, London, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's dark, you know. Dark by um, truth. <laughs> yes, but my, my, 
this is what that was the interesting thing about going to Rome. When I went to Rome, Rome is kind of similar to the West Indies in terms of the light, the colors, the colors. And my color sense suddenly really came out so strong that all the paintings I did in Rome, when I took them back to London, you could see the difference how bright the palette was in Rome. London wasn't bright, but it, it was dark and heavier, which is what London is, the atmosphere when you're in a place. So, so basically, the place that you're in will affect the colors that you use in your painting. You can't help it. You, 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 we are affected by our surroundings and the atmosphere of the country that we live in. No, I'm living in Cornwall. It's a lot brighter and lighter and cleaner. So my palette again have changed. It'd be amazing to come and paint in Jamaica because obviously the colors would be, you know, much brighter. But yeah, so Carnival Deb is a, a good mashup of a lot of different um, Caribbean culture, Jamaica and all the smaller islands of it, you know, Trinidad and Grenada. Yeah, everything coming together. I find that very powerful and beautiful. <laughs> it's, uh, the emerging also like of the diasporic and also kind of the archipelago. Like all yeah. these um, references that show your worldview, um, yeah, that's powerful. I'd like to ask Jean uh, something, if I may. Yeah. Jean, this is a, a kind of the show you're working on at ICA is a, is a retrospective of sorts of Denzel's. Can you give some insight into kind of how you're thinking about that and what people can kind of expect if they can't make the show? Kind of like the the, the essentials of um, what you find interesting um, about Denzel's oeuvre of work over the years? Yeah, more than a retrospective, I think what we tried to do was um, make a show about that foundational moment. So the works are literally 1978 to 1985. So just that foundational base, you know, the building of that language, you kind of start, you start with a painting called The Cave, which is, I would say it's proto Denzel, right? It's finding the language. You know, then there's right. Dub Skank of 79, then that's doing trying to find something else. And eventually this language emerges. And once the language emerges, you see him trying to work through different things, uh, both formally, but also thematically, right? You, you see the clubs, but then you also see kind of the police, you know, the exchanges with the, with the state in some way, right? The death of Winston Rose plays an important part in these paintings. And then you see him go to Rome, like everything he was describing of like the colors changes and all this. So it's just this early moment of investigation, right? Of, of building out this language, um, of separating it, I think, too, from just a generic painting language and actually making it very particular and very his. Um, yeah, so it's this foundation moment, right? From which I think then everything stems. You also start seeing things like uh, certain motifs that will continue to appear for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that's that's what the show is. And then it includes so how drawings, many... early drawings, and it's uh, it's going to be quite amazing. So how many works? I had actually two questions. How many works? And also, um, you know, we talked a little about Carnival, but now you're talking about the police. So I wonder about, like, the themes between something <laughs> that's very lively yeah, so, so and other stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's around 20 works, which maybe hearing 20 doesn't sound like a lot, but these are, like, 12-foot, you know, diptych. So there, it's, it's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so the themes is uh, the club. Uh, there's the exchanges with the police, which sometimes 
have different ways of articulating. Sometimes the club and the police kind of come together, right? We see kind of the policeman in the back or dragging someone out of the club. Um, so those two are dominant themes, which I think they're the kind of big um, presences and just the Black British experience of the 70s and 80s. So I think that right. kind of begins to, to round off um, the thematic space of the, of the show. Uh, but then with Rome and with the paintings coming bright, I think something else opens up, which I think, you know, I think people, the immediate thing is Denzel paints clubs. And that's true, but it's also not true, yeah. right? Because things open up. And if you look at like much later work, there's all of a sudden this kind of autobiographical return to kind of Grenada has happened all of a sudden. And it's not just personal, right? All of a sudden, like Maurice Bishop appears, right? Like I'm waiting for the Walter Rodney painting, right? It's just like <laughs> all these things are, you know, they internally just crack open and new new themes and things start coming in. So you think dub clubs, but it, that's just the big egg, right? But there's little eggs that are also Foundation. crack open and start yeah. building different bodies of work. So, yeah. Jean, what attracted you to this work and what compelled you to 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 work on this as an exhibition for ICA. Yeah, so I I think there's two answers to that. One is the work itself. Uh, you know, I think it's very amazing. And what I talked about is this idea of of. You know, it seems very organic from one thing to the other, but it's actually a really complex series of mediations for these paintings to appear. Right, they start at a club, but by the time you're done, so much has happened. So internally, it's very rich. So that's one answer. And the other answer I think is that I'm, I'm really interested in thinking of what does it mean? I don't know, I'm calling it the global Caribbean for lack of a better term, but what happens when the Caribbean kind of repeats, you know, in places like East London or in the South of Paris and in the Bilmer in Amsterdam, you know, what is that Caribbean? What is that? What is that global Caribbean? You know, the Caribbean outside the archipelago. Um, so I don't know, it was in, in the context of those two things or bringing those two things together that, I think then social makes a ton of sense. Which connects so well to Miami, because Miami yeah, is also yeah, that yeah, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of, <laughs> that's the kind of, um, yeah, absolutely. That's the part that I guess I just kind of presume, like, yeah. But it is also because I think if you're going to work in an institution in Miami and you want to think of what that space is, it is the space of this kind of displaced Caribbean or whatever. Um, so yeah, so in all that, somewhere in there, uh, this show was absolutely central. <laughs> so I love, you know, what you said kind of brought your passion to the show. Can you give us a little bit more background about the, the number of works and some of the pieces that we can expect to see when the show opens at ICA? Yeah, so the show opens with a work from 1978 called The Cave. Um, then it it goes through a series of paintings and then it has a, a what I think is a really major painting um, called The Funeral of Winston Rose, which is uh, a funeral scene, a wake that happens to be uh, placed in a club. And it's Winston Rose who, Denzel can speak more about this, but was at one point a neighbor of Denzel's who ends up in police custody and uh, ends up dying and there's no accountability for it. So it, I don't know, it seems to have really knocked Denzel 
um, over. He goes on to write a thesis about this school. Uh, and then we move into these, the, this kind of um, iconography of, of three men walking in clubs. So, and this kind of repeats. Um, and then we get some more bright, big uh, dub scene paintings. That's the, I think, general gist. And we haven't spoken about some of his favorite DJs who appear in these paintings, but I'll give him the, the floor for that. I'm sure he'll love mm -hmm. to speak about. Yeah. So, yeah. Can we speak about Winston Rose painting? I'm sorry? Please, yes. Talk. Yeah, Winston Rose, when I'm, I moved from Grenada to London, Winston Rose family, we shared the same house together. They lived on the top floor and my parents live on the ground floor. Um, with, he lived in the same house for about five years, then his parents moved. And then in, fast forward about, I don't know, five, six years, I was at art school in my first year at the Royal College. Um, you had to write a thesis about art. And I didn't want to write about art. And so I thought, what can I write about? And they gave you the freedom to write about anything you want, basically. And accidentally, I was looking at my local news in the evening and Winston Rose popped up. This, uh, which I knew, I knew about him, I grew up with him. And um, it basically was killed in police custody. So I was in a state of shock about it. So I went to see his parents and find out more about it. And then I decided to write about him. So I thought, I didn't want to make things up. So I'll go to the inquest. Um, so I went to the inquest of his, of his death and um, I record all the proceedings from the police and the social worker. And, and that's where I wrote the thesis. And in the middle of writing the thesis, it was such a gruesome, horrible way to die. I was doing this painting of Jashaka, you know, a nightclub painting of Jashaka. And um, in the middle, Jashaka is always back in the middle somewhere because he's the main focus. Um, and it must have been my, I was in the first year at the Royal College. And it, I mean, it was unusual for me to do that. I got rid of Jashaka and stick a coffin. And then I use, uh, sometimes you look on the side in the nightclub and there will be literally someone falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. so, so occasionally from doing a gesture drawing, I'll draw someone falling asleep. So I took one of the heads I've drawn in the nightclub falling asleep, turn it horizontal, and there was Winston Rose. And, and then this painting just took off and like a totally different sort of energy. The whole top of the painting I had to invent. So I made, because he was only 27 when he died, when he died. Um, and he had, I think he had two kids, was married, and you know, like yeah, a lot of young people that is, they want, you know, a car, how to their family. So I tried to, to stick as much things as possible in the painting that will um bring some kind of resolution to his life. So there is a boat with a black sail taking his body away. Um, so the whole part of the top of the painting, there is a kind of club, the mosaic ball with um, the circles and stuff bubbling. So it's more mystical at all, but hopefully it's a better life up there as opposed to that horrible life on earth. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but that painting, um, I did a lot of dark paintings. I couldn't stop doing paintings about Winston Rose after that. So I did the three wicked men, the police, 
Um, and the, so I was doing a lot of paintings which require a totally, a totally different type of energy from you. And you end up going into this, you know, these dark spaces in yourself. And, you know, whereas the nightclub painting was totally different, more, more lighter and the joy of sound and people dancing. The, night, the things about Winston was, um, uh, were very, very hard to do. And I was glad to get away from London and go to Rome because I think I, was, I would have continued doing lots of dark paintings for a couple more years. So it was really great that I had the Rome Fellowship to get away from London for a while. Because the early 80s in London, there was lots of police trouble, the riots in Brixton in 81. Mm -hmm. So there was lots of stuff happening in my environment where you couldn't, you couldn't ignore it. Like, so the Free Wicked Men is basically about that, you know, song system. You, I mean, I'll be going home five or six o'clock in the morning, coming from a nightclub with my paper in my plastic bag and my pastels, my drawing tools. And there'll be a car cruising behind me with you know three or four police guys. You by you could be you could be locked up, you could be taken, you could be framed up. So you have to be very careful. You're walking on walking on a knife edge, you know, around that time in London. Yeah. So that's um, what Winston Rose is about. Sounds very much like parts um, of the United States still. So I'm sure that's going to resonate, especially here in South Florida. Maria. Yeah, I wanted to make a comment and a question. Um, a comment was that it, I just find very interesting that, you know, carnival, its history is a history of resistance and where um, enslaved people would use it to um, express a certain degree of freedom, right? Um, so I've, it's interesting to me to think that carnival still has that role, especially, you know, when you talk about the 1980s in London, um, uh, it, it was still probably a place people could feel free or express their culture without feeling that they were directly persecuted. And then I was wondering if you could speak and kind of piggyback on you, Melissa, like if you could speak a little bit more, um, or is there something more to say about the specificity of the Black experience in Britain? Because I think that there's always, when you compare it to the US, there's always like a certain type of, of pull, push and pull in terms of what it is to be Black in the US versus in, the, in Britain. So I was wondering if there's more to say on that subject. Is it me? <laughs> yes. Huh? Oh, I see. Okay. Um, well, I came in 19, I had a fellowship to come to New York in 86 to 88. Um, and I, I wanted to see the difference. Not, not what was basically, I wanted to go to all the nightclubs and stuff to experience that as opposed to the um, nightclubs in, in London. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Because, um, well, I wasn't allowed to get into the nightclubs in New York with my pastels and pencils and paper. <laughs> I had to look like a clown to get into these nightclubs. Um, but I was very, um, I was very touched about, uh, I mean, for the first time I've seen lots of black people begging on the streets and, you know, in desperate need. You know, but I didn't see that in London, basically. Uh, uh, that sh shook me a bit. Um, I think in 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 America it's more in your face the the brutality and horribleness of I think black people's life. Whereas in probably London it's more hidden. You don't see it so much on the street. Yeah, and 
let's base things up. Uh, same thing with the night to with the nightclubs in London. To me, uh, evoke the energy of like three hundred years of living in the you know in, in the wider world thing. That's and that's what dance is about. You're dancing with, in your history with your whole self. Whereas I don't, I don't know. I, I find it difficult, probably because I'm from from the Caribbean, probably. But because a lot of people in in London, where I grew up, are from the Caribbean, whereas America, the Americans mm -hmm. sort the of American experience is quite different. very different. I think they they probably had it harder. I think probably, and I think they probably, well, the, because the Caribbean was such small islands, the seas nearby. I think probably there was more hope. Probably was in America. I think there was less hope. Yeah. And I think they were more controlled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sad talking about these things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the dancing and the colors. Yes. But it's important. Yeah. It's important yeah. to talk about right. these things. Right. That way we know no, more no, about no, each of course other. It is. This, this is why I go to this night goes, because you could feel it and see it and in, in people's movement and actions. Yeah. But, but the dance, what's, that's what dance is about. You're dancing about your, you, as well as I said, it's a creative force. You know, it's, it's people painting in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up to the heavens. <laughs> and I've never thought about it that way. So a few years ago, um, I was friends with a photographer and she was really good at photographing dancers. And it was because she, was a dancer. She's no. a dancer who hurt herself and um, took to doing photography just as a as a little fun, a little something to do. And she ended up becoming an actual for, uh, working photographer. And yeah. she was really good at capturing dance. So for artists who are, you know, brand new, who are, you know, really want to learn to draw, but are interested in capturing movements, what are some of the techniques that you've used to help you with that, if you wouldn't mind sharing? Okay. Well, the first thing you have to do is give yourself over to it. And it's, it's a very difficult thing to tell people, just draw what you feel, but you know, you got to learn to do it. And this is why doing it very quick is really good for you. Because when you do things quick, you're not using the intellect. You're not using knowledge. You're using your raw emotions. That's why I said the dance hall is brilliant. People are using their raw energy to draw in space. And when, when to get people to do that in drawing, because you got implements in your hands, you know, oh, you got pencil, you got charcoal, you know. Uh, and the first thing people think about drawing is the outline, the, what they can see. You're not interested in what you see. You got to draw what you feel, your raw emotions from the inside, giving it all your all from inside, and that 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 way of drawing takes ages to do. It doesn't just happen overnight. But in a dark space, when you're in a dark space, you know there's not too much light about. There is, you know, the music. That it helps you a lot because you can let go, because you know, dark brings out that in, that thing inside of you. But it's just, it's, I've been teaching it for 30 years and there's not a lot of place to go to learn to draw that way. But, you know, it's, 
you you just you just need to have use two hands is good because when you're using two hands you don't try to control things too much yeah and when people dance they dance with the whole body you don't dance with just one bit of yourself <laughs> so so it's just, it's just you have to let go and give it up and it will come out but I mean, going to a class is good, but I don't teach anymore. I did it for 30 years and I want to get back because it takes lots of energy and time to make paintings, you know. And if you don't give yourself that space to do it, it's not going to happen. You got to do. People think about things. You don't, you cannot think to, you got to act upon it. So every day you get up, probably spend half an hour just doodling, just making drawings. And then things begin to happen. If you do something a lot, you can start seeing something happening, and that's you coming out. You're finding your land. That's what the nightclub did for me. When I started these drawings, I didn't know what the hell they were called. You know, I didn't know I didn't know what energy I was using, right? So it's called gesture drawings, and you're trying to draw movement, the dance, action, you know, and and the sound around you. So you're taking in all these things, right? So I didn't know what it was called, like I said, I don't know, but I knew I was something was happening. And I just had to run along. I was at art school, so that helped. I had endless tutors around me, um, you know, big spaces. So I was there painting nightclubs in, in art school, whereas people were doing art history. They were painting, you know, just you know, contemporary art history. I was painting my backyard. <laughs> uh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> just you just have to do your backyard just draw your backyard it's happening now yeah and that's why i'm in kingston you know i love it gene so when we think about we culture what do you want the viewers to walk away with um hmm. <laughs> a lot uh so i think uh so it's, it's different audiences, right? So I, I want young artists to kind of see a language being built, for instance. I want uh, a kind of understanding of what may have been thought of as a peripheral culture, right? Dub culture in London, uh, Black London. Uh, I want them to think how, you know, um, Phoebe's, the club that um, Denzel used to go to, has some analogous site in Little Haiti, right, or somewhere in Brooklyn. Um, this is this is what I think I want. I want these these cultures um, that may perhaps not been valued at some point in history to be brought to the table. And can you tell us about some of the programming that's going to surround We Culture? Yeah, we're still building it out. So what we have at the moment, we'll have um, the opening with Denzel on April 6th. Um, April 7th, uh, ICA does their kind of first Friday party. So we're trying to build it out. Not so it's a dub party, but what is it that young DJs are doing with dub? So we're trying to almost curate a, a set of young DJs who really take dub seriously without just kind of... Um, trying to be 70s dub artist. Uh, and then on the 8th, we have uh, a talk with Denzel, which is, you know, we're 
might show the movie that he was talking about. We still have to work out the logistics. So that's where we're starting. And then we'll probably build one or two more programs in the next couple of months. Feel free to do that old school dub party. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We're going to be there. We're going to be there with our outfits on. We're going to be ready to go. So before we close out, Susie mentioned that Denzel was in Jamaica. So tell us a little bit more about the project that you worked on. Um, the project we worked on um, was hatched between Denzel and Julian. Um, Julian had the idea. They're, they're old friends. They've known each other for a long time. Um, and Julian wanted to do a film around Denzel's process and really kind of show um, how the drawing feeds into the painting and the energy of the dance. So there's so much about Denzel's work that is really beyond a two-dimensional painting. You know, it's the sound, it's the energy, it's the gestural, it's the weight of the body and that you can sense in the, you know, both in the drawing and the end work. Um, and being Grenadian, he'd never been to Jamaica before. So of course, you know, this is the, the foundation of the, you know, the dub clubs in, in London and the blues dances and stuff like that. Um, that's That was a dominant culture over there musically. Yeah. Um, within the black community so um the idea was so we partnered with 198 contemporary arts and learning in london um they got the funding for the project and denzel and julian and um they used a local crew and they filmed made the film it's called denzel's dance we screened it last night at the ac hotel in kingston uh, for the first time locally it was nice to have it back and we did this in february 2019 yeah. so right before covid really so it was all shot and the edit happened and then the, all the drawings that were produced uh during that time were kind of curated into a show at 198 at contemporary arts and learning um along with the screening of the film um denzel also we made a point to go to the edamani college of visual and performing arts and he worked with a class, he did a talk and, you know, all those kind of things, but he worked with a class of students. I'm really trying to give them a sense of how the drawing works, how you have to kind of surrender the ego and be in the, the energy of the space, you know, and um, consciousness kind of ebbs away, you know, and you're meant to like feel it, you know. So it was a very, very, we packed a lot in, didn't we? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's out every night. <laughs> and this trip now, he loved it so much. He this He's come back again just to do it because he loves doing it. Yeah. And it's given rise to a whole new body of work, has yeah. it not? Oh, no, no, no. So it, the thing worked so much in 2019, I decided to come back on my own back and do the whole thing with Julian. I persuaded Julian to, uh, to help organize the whole thing. And Susie, of course, the connection in, in, in Kingston, which helped us a lot. Now it was, and it was, and it's lovely to be back. Yeah, seeing that, and it, and the, just the clubs, going back, join in the nightclubs, yeah, in the dance halls. He's going to be back again soon, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't stop now. <laughs> I love it. So, Gene Denzel, thank you so much for joining us. Um, really quickly, for anybody who is in South Florida or who will be visiting South Florida in April, you can um, come on out to ICA, which is located in the Design District. PS has a really great nail salon down the street. I go there every month. <laughs> <laughs> um, we Culture opens on April 6th and closes September 24th. We would love to see you out. Gene, we're looking forward to a more than one <laughs> dub night. 
feel free to do that for us if you have a little All bit right. of time to put that together. <laughs> and you can always visit ICA's website. Gene, can you give us the website for ICA? Yeah, it's uh, www.icamiami.org. You can visit the website to learn more about any of the programming around the exhibition. We'd love to see you there. If you go, take a few photos and be sure to tag Sugarcane Magazine and let us know that you were there. Gene, where can we find you on social media? Mm. Mm. <laughs> or if we can just find you at ICA, it's cool. Yes. <laughs> or should we not find you in social yeah. media? There we go. Yeah, I'm in the thicket. You can't see me on social media. <laughs> That's okay. But you can always visit him at ICA. Okay. Um, Denzel, where can we find you online? It doesn't have to be on Instagram. My gallery, Stephen Friedman. Stephen Friedman Gallery, Piccadilly, London. Stephen Friedman, you can... Yeah, my... They're on IG and, and yes. they're everywhere, as yeah. you can imagine. Yes. And also, if you want to look at some of his works that have already been sold, but you can still look at it anyway, you can do what I did and go visit Artsy put in Denzel Forrester and all of his paintings pop, well some of his paintings pop up Maria where can we find you you can find me on Instagram at Contemporary Chica Susie um, IG again Susie Wong presents and you can find us at Sugarcane Magazine on Instagram and really quick before we go with two things I want to say a hearty belated happy birthday to Maleka Glee he is actually one of our most loyal listeners. He downloads our podcast every week, always leaves comments, always sends messages. Malik, thank you so much for loving the work that we do. We really appreciate it. Happy belated birthday to you. He is also the director of Stable Arts in DC. So happy birthday to you. And then also, you know that sometimes we are joined by our sound man, James. So James, you probably didn't know this because you didn't tell me either, but I happened to be on LinkedIn and found out that you, sir, are getting an award from Jack Daniels from your work. So outside of being a sound man, he also works with the Roots Collective here in Miami. They do incredible work for the community. And James has always been community oriented and he is being celebrated for his work. James, congratulations. Congratulations, James. Yeah, well done, James, that's great. Thank you. So, so we're really excited for you. And I purposely did not work out so that I can actually go see you and make sure that my hair looks decent when I go see you tomorrow night to get your award. So congratulations again, James. If you haven't already, make sure that make sure that you are subscribed to Sugar Cane's um, This Week in Caribbean Art and Culture. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your, your downloads at. Be sure to download and share, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.